time for the Soft Shoulder Podcast. I am your host, Danette Relic of Radical Creative Sanctuary, inviting spaciousness for your mind and your heart. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. The Soft Shoulder is your time, your time to slow down and fuel up on self-love support so you can make the most of your gorgeous life. Join me here. Everyone needs a soft shoulder. The relationship between you and your stuff. I feel like I could have a second career in... (laughs) the world of decluttering and physical spaces. It is has been a passion of mine since I was a small child. I did not realize it, but um, what I've come to learn is that not everybody cleaned and rearranged their friends' rooms when they went over for a sleepover in the middle of the <laughs> Didn't you do that when you couldn't sleep? Didn't you clean your friend's dresser? Like, no. <laughs> No, that was not something that all children did. <laughs> so I come by it honestly. I love um I love all this stuff. Anyways, I have been it's one of the categories of books I read about um things, systems, organizing, minimalism, um, different approaches to all of these things. And I've been on, I don't know if it's one journey or many journeys, but uh, my relationship with my belongings through different, um, through different transitions of life has been uh, very illuminating in um, my relationship with myself. It's definitely been something that I work, that I see in, in the context of self-marriage. This is a... Um, uh, the you know the topic of home, how are we going to live? How do we want to live? What what's the kind of love nest I want for me and my beloved, my beloved self? What's my relationship with all of these things? So um, if you are, and also, um, <laughs> I'm I can feel the quiver in me, dear listener, because honestly, if we were sitting for coffee, I could talk about this for five hours. <laughs> I could just talk your whole face off <laughs> on this topic. And I would just be so interested in everything from like the decluttering process, the emotional part, the practical part, that life hacks, choosing colors, feng shui, all the stuff. Okay. So just getting that out there. I'm very enthused. But this episode, all I'm going to do is give you my favorite questions for when I am uh, going through a decluttering process and asking, you know, I don't actually ask, does this spark joy? That question does not spark joy for me personally. So some of these might uh, help bring you some clarity. If you're going through um, a little something, even if you're just clearing out one drawer, right? Here's some of my favorites. Um, Okay, we'll just jump right in. Oh, I'm just holding back. I'm holding back. I want to to tell you everything. I feel like maybe there'll be a series. (laughs) Call in. Let me know if this is... (laughs) If you want to hear me nerd out on this topic. Um, 
So now I forget where some of these questions I probably received hearing other experts say them and I don't remember where I've been using them for a long time, except for the very last question, which um, I can give you the name of the person and the book that I got it from. But um, number one, (laughs) do you value this item more than you value the space it occupies? I remember when I first heard this question and I was like, oh, because I was I was making a case. You know, I was I was talking to my accountability partner this week, Kelly, and um, we were talking about like I, you know, if if you're looking at objects that are meaningful and you want to keep things that are meaningful, this is tricky for me because I can find meaning in anything. absolutely anything and it's packaging and the horse it rode in on right so it's like okay you can't keep everything but this question do I value this item more than the space it occupies I think about like say a windowsill right and if you imagine a window you say you have a beautiful windowsill it's nice it's got a, a good good some good depth there so because it has good depth there it's also a shelf and it can also get filled with things right now you might love that. I'm not like pro super minimalist, you know, living in a white box in a tiny home. That's not my aesthetic. Okay. So um, it's about choice and, and feeling good. But this, this question would help me visualize, like, say I had a window and I probably did with tons of crap in the windows, <laughs> meaningful crap, but you know, little, 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 um, little toys, little stones, little plants, a book, uh, you know, just some kind of installation. They're really great places for altars. So often that would be the case. Um, but you know what I also love? I also love the sight of a window, a beautiful window with that ledge that's just empty. Like that feeling is very different than the feeling of like a fun, joyful art installation with plants and whatnot, right? They're both great. They're just different. And this question would help me make those decisions in the moment of like particular spaces, not across the board, not every windowsill, but do I value this item more than I value the space it occupies? If the vision of the window with a plain windowsill with nothing, nothing in there. If that feeling is so valuable to you, if you get a feeling of freedom and of ease and of that spark joy, whatever, that's your answer. Then it's like, okay, you value that space more than you're valuing those things, you know? Um, would you buy it again? <laughs> if you're holding up also, hold, hold, one item at a time, right? Would you buy this particular item again right now if you if you could? Would you go out, if you didn't have it, would you go out and buy it? Now, this is really kind of humorous. I have, <laughs> I have had, okay, this isn't going to be a short episode. <laughs> Not as short as I thought, anyway. Um, like in my neighborhood, a lot of us, um, when we want to free cycle, we put things out on the curb. It's I know this doesn't happen in every neighborhood. We're really fortunate, both in the giving and the receiving part. Uh, you can find all kinds of treasures every once in a while, and it's just an, a convenient way to declutter, to put something out that someone else can use. But there's times where I'll walk by some like really gorgeous, amazing things, some antiques, some artwork, some books, whatever, and I'll be like, yeah, you know, I'm good. I got a lot of stuff. I'm trying to declutter. I don't really need more things. <laughs> but, you know, 
I wouldn't even take it if it was free. Like some sometimes I've asked this question and I'm like, not only would I not buy it again, I wouldn't pick it up off the curb. So why do I still have it? And then it just helps me have some humor and move that item along. Um, now here's something. If you are um, have tendencies to archive, like to correct, uh, collect memo, um, nostalgia, mem- I can't, why can't I say memorabilia? Mem- memorabilia is that how you say it? <laughs> I can't remember um basically the question is does this belong in a museum of who you once were or is it a part of your life right now this can be a super powerful question how many of you have let's go back to books let's say you have books on your shelf and do you have be honest do you have books on your shelf because they look good? Do you have books on your shelf because you want people to know you've read them, even though you're never going to read them again and not even really reference them? You know, Um, is it proving something? Is it saying something about who you are? Is it getting in the way of you actually being that person now? Right. So think about these things. It's nothing wrong with keeping a f- those favorite books from college, the ones that really stirred your soul. Um, but I like this. Is this feeling more like an active, alive, life-giving item to the life and who you are now and who you're becoming? Or is this part of a museum of who you were? Are you proving something by keeping this item? What does it actually prove? Okay, so there's there's a loaded one for you. Uh, next up, if someone could magically take it off your hands and assure you that it was in a better place, would you just say yes? Like if I could snap, Danette could come over, snap my fingers, and it would just disappear and you just wouldn't have to deal with it, would you let it go like that? if that's the case you probably do need to let it go you probably are ready to let it go but maybe you just need you've got a little guilt around this item and maybe you need some help maybe you do need someone to just take it away there's no harm in that you can get people to help you do that right but I like that question if it could be just magically disappear would I make it disappear because I'll tell you the items that I cherish that are alive with my energy currently and the life that I am in right now I would not want them to disappear. I would be upset if they disappeared. <laughs> so this is a helpful question to be like, it's not that I need the thing here. I'm just having, a, I just need a little help in escorting it out of this physical space of my home. And this last one is coming from my most recent decluttering crush guru. I don't think guru is an appropriate term. <laughs> I don't think he calls himself that either. His name is Brooks Palmer. He wrote a book called Clutter Busting, Letting Go of What's Holding You Back. And I listened to the audiobook through the Toronto Public Library. And his voice is really soft. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. It felt a lot more like hypnosis. Like I've read a lot of books like, let's say, um, Gretchen Rubin. I don't can't remember the title, but you know, Gretchen Rubin has the Happier podcast and she's a very practical person, right? She's got lots of tips, lots of, are you a this person or a that person? Here's, here's the top five tips. Here's the thing to do. Here's the whatever. Like she's, there's, there's, it's action. And there is a lot of action in Brooks Palmer's book, Clutter Busting, 
but he speaks like he's sort of like a, like a hypnotherapist and like I don't know like a like a like a preacher <laughs> but like this really gentle like maybe like a like a yoga teacher <laughs> there's something really he talks about your soul, you know, he gets right in there. So if you're, if you've read the practical books and you still have like an emotional journey to go on, don't judge a book by the cover because this cover, I think it's just this red, it just looks like nothing in particular. It was, I will say this, it was much more soulful than the cover led me to believe. And um, anyway, the question he uses is quite simple. He does this with his clients. Do you love it or can you let it go? This is after like really taking a look, telling the story. It's like, okay, great. Do you love this or can you let it go? I like the question, can you let it go? Because it's not, do you want to let it go? Or, you know, it's, could you? And it's like, yeah, I, I could. Yeah, I, I can, you know? Like it's, I don't know. There's something subtle about, um, um, yeah. Can you let it go? I don't know. It feel maybe it's maybe it you know what? <laughs> maybe it's even his voice. So I don't know if the print book will 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 still um will convey the same message. I think it might. Uh, when you read the print book, if you do pick up this recommendation, um, just imagine it being read to you in a very soothing tone. Um, can you let it go? I don't know. It feels like a gentle invitation. And I really love it. Do you love this or can you let it go? So again, that's um, that's Brooks Palmer. I really enjoyed him clutter busting, letting go of what's holding you back. Um, but anyway, so there you go. There's five pretty awesome questions. Let's do a little recap. Do you value this item more than you value the space it occupies? Would you buy it again right now if you didn't own it already? Does this belong in a museum of who you once were or is it a part of your life right now? Are you keeping this to prove something? If someone could magically take it off your hands and assure you it was in a better place, would you say yes? Would you let go? And the last one, do you love it or can you let it go? Very simple. So I encourage you, if you're, if you're going through this right now, um, keep at it. If you're like feeling like maybe there's just, things are kind of stagnant. I don't know about you. I really notice a difference when I declutter, when I reorganize, when I move furniture around, when you make space for something. Um, you know, I've heard of, maybe you've heard of this too, where people, will recommend if you are wanting, if you are single and you are wanting to attract a partner, a life partner, and you want to like live with them and have a f home or whatever. Um, but actually, if you look at your home, it's like pretty full and your closet is stuffed and you're whatever. Um, there's no room. Um, sometimes people recommend making space for this person even before you've met them like clearing a drawer or like moving stuff so that there could be other person's clothes in the closet where you're currently living. And it doesn't mean that like, you know, you don't want to be like half living in your own home, but there's something to this energetic, like moving of the things, making space for something. 
Um, I know that for a while I had a whole bunch of boxes that were to go out to be donated. They were in a hallway or in a passageway. And um, it was, you know, it was just so funny. I mean, there was no, it was in lockdown and stuff. And so there was these other delays on top of, you know, my own procrastination and moving these things out. But honestly, the moment they were moved, so many great things happened. Like good news started to come in. I started feeling, but it just, things were really lifted. It felt like there was more flow and I completely like feel like this is, that was, you know, there's lots of things at play, but, um, it pretty much happens every time I clean my desk, I clean off a window, I clean off the altar. Um, I empty out a drawer, you know, go through the archives. So, um, maybe if this is the year that you are planning to say yes to you and to make this the art of self-marriage year for you, the art of self-marriage program that begins in September. If you're going to make space for this to have a year where you're going to focus on yourself, you're going to get in touch with your intuition and creativity, you are going to get rid of all the things that are like in your way, holding you back, making you feel guilty, making you feel tired. Like, do you ever pick up something in your home and you don't know where it goes and you just feel tired, right? This is like a sign that that item probably isn't sparking joy. Um, but yeah, Brooks, Brooks Palmer said uh, in, in his book that if you have that feeling, then that's the sign that that thing is clutter. If you feel confused when you pick it up, that's a sign that you're holding clutter. Um, I'm imagining for you, dear listener, a shift in your living space, some like windows opening, some clothes that you don't fit and you don't like, they don't feel good when you look at them. It's like all these silly feelings of like guilt and weirdness come up and they're not part of your present. They don't make you feel good. They're not part of your future liberate those clothes, get them out of there, make room for you feeling good and for you treating yourself well and for you paying attention to all of the other ways that you can create conditions for a wonderful, wonderful relationship with yourself. So I hope you find those questions useful. Enjoy making space for all the wonderful things that are coming your way, which is basically you, right? Like when there's room Who are you when you have room, when you have room to move, when there could be new things coming into your life, where you're not managing your archive, (laughs) you're not managing piles of boxes, you're not managing the bookshelf that's just stuffed and overflowing and you're trying to find new ways of shoving it back on there. Like, who are you when you can move freely through your space and through your life? Join me in September. Go to theartofselfmarriage.com for more information. And a big thank you to Allison Tarr at techcoven.com. Go to YouTube. Look up Tech Coven, Tech Coven's channel. There's new videos popping up all the time. And um, see what Allison's up to because there's some pretty cool stuff going on. And I find Allison's interpretations of the tarot cards, her different... um, descriptions of her relationship with the practice and practices in general, 
um, they always make me feel more relaxed. They always seem very permission giving. Allison does things her way and um, I really, really dig it. So if you're interested in things of that nature, go look at Tech Coven on YouTube or techcoven.com. Dear listener, you are someone worth loving. Make space for it. It all starts with you. Take good care of yourself and we'll talk to you soon.